0: Welcome to C3 Wellington and Hutt City. Need something fresh, real and powerful in your life? Connect with us on social media, get podcast notifications, updates on events, collective groups and a whole lot more. We're so glad you're joining us for a powerful and thought-provoking message from one of the team. We would love to hear how God has touched you in your life. Get in touch through our website, c3churchwellington.nz. So, sit back and enjoy this message. Uh, Today I... uh... I don't have so much of a message as more of a devotional. And uh, so we're not going to spend a lot of time here today camping out on a message as per normal. Uh, But I believe what God's laid on my heart is is a word in season for us this morning. So I'm excited to bring it. And it is a Father's Day message. And so we are taking a break from our In Him series, which will return next week. And then following on from that, one more announcement is we have on the 16th of September, Pastor Joel Fryer coming from uh, Hope Chapel, which is the C3 church in Hamilton and in Cambridge. They are one church in two locations. They are our oversight. They took over a church that was an existing church. Pastor Joel has a lot that he can share and invest into us. It's a, It's a... It's a it's a connection that I'm so thankful for because they are journeying, we're journeying on a trajectory and a track that they are already on. And so I'm so glad to have Pastor Joel and Sarah in our world and his oversight over our churches and um, speaking into our lives. We are blessed to have him with us. So mark that on your calendar in two weeks' time. So God has laid a message on my heart and it has no title because it is more of a devotional. Uh, but our, we've got two key scriptures uh, today. And I just really want to tap into the heart of a father and uh, hopefully it will be a blessing to you this morning. The key scripture here is Romans 8, verses 14 to 17. And I'll read it to you. It says this, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, are daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. No, you didn't. We receive the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by whom we can cry, Abba, Father. We have a spirit within us given by God that testifies to our heart to say, you're my father. I'm adopted into your family. Interesting that it's been juxtaposed with fear. Adoption, sonship, or fear. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, such an inheritance we have in Jesus, providing we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. That's Romans 8, verses 14 to 17. No matter what sort of uh, upbringing you've had, no matter what sort of dad you've had, because here's the common denominator, we all have a dad, (laughs) every one of us. And some dads have been fathers and other dads haven't been. And I understand that that's... uh, that makes Father's Day challenging. And uh, some of us are fathers and some of us are on a trajectory to become fathers. Uh, and so, you know, we come into this room with all sorts of different contexts around what fatherhood means to us. And it's interesting that God Himself identifies, the most common identifier that God wants us to know is that He's our Father. 250 times in the New Testament, God identifies Himself as Father. You know it's it's it 's the one thing he wants you to understand about his relationship with you, as that is your dad, but of course that relationship can be marred by the father that we've had and so God is on a God, God is on a path of redeeming fatherhood and uh, as bex mentioned um, a bit earlier that fatherhood is under attack you know to tear down the family unit and to uh, to, re- to reduce the, vo- the, the voice of a father in kids' hearts is exactly what's happening in this generation. And, uh, and so I want to champion fathers and I want to raise up a generation. We want to be a, part of a, ch- we want to be a church that raises up a generation that celebrates an honest fatherhood and, uh, and, and helps men be fathers and to not abdicate that responsibility uh, but to step into it with all of uh, God's intention on their lives. But there are so many uh, attributes to God as a father. You know, God is uh, so many things. He's merciful, He's kind, He's purposeful, He's, he's uh, gracious, he will, uh, he will chide us, He will, he will uh, correct us, He will uh, make sure that we're on the right track. He's a God of strength, He's a God uh, of peace. He offers so many things as a good father. And uh, we could could tap into so many of these different attributes, but there's one verse that really stood out to me this morning that I really want to uh, jump into, and it is Psalm 46, verse 1. And hopefully we'll be able to tie these two verses together. This is Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God, our Father, is our refuge. Our Father is that place that provides shelter or protection from danger or distress. To be a Father is to be a protector. To be a Father is to guard the hearts of your children, to, to be a place of refuge that they can run to when things get tough. I remember when uh, I've been married twice. This is my second marriage. And in my first marriage, uh, we had a season two years into our marriage where we our relationship disintegrated. And I was in Wellington. Isn't this ironic? I was in Wellington. And I'd been here for six months. I was living in Mount Cook on Wallace Street and uh, in a flat there. And I hadn't had a very strong relationship at that part. In, in that part of my life with my dad. I was 22 and I'd moved out of home when I was 18 and, and trying to cut a track as a young man. And, and they were living, we were living in two different parts of the world, and dad wasn't in my life as much anymore. But when the rubber hit the road and when, when the earthquake moment hit in my life, guess who I'm ringing? Guess where I knew there was a place that I could run? There was a refuge that I knew I could run to. I could run to my dad and my dad hired a truck, came down the very next day and got me. He came and loaded up this thing. I remember how he stacked it. My dad's a very good organiser. I don't have that gene in my body. I must skip generations. But anyway, he stacked this thing. Uh, he had this truck called Peewee. It was the cutest little thing. It was like an old school Nissan Sunny uh, Ute. And, uh, and he stacked this thing up high. I mean, I was 22, what, did I have a mattress? I mean, honestly, I didn't have a lot of stuff. A mattress and a PlayStation, come on. And uh, he stacked, but he stacked this thing up and, and he, took me, he took me home. I had a refuge to, to run to in times of trouble. And uh, that is the heart of a father that we're not, we are not—we don't have to mollycoddle our kids, we don't have to wrap them up in cotton wool. wool. In fact, that's not the heart of a father at all. A heart of a father is to test you and to push you to your limits and to make sure you understand that you can stand on your own two feet, that you don't need to, come on, you can, you can do it, son. But when we need it, we can go to Him. And we have a Father in Heaven that when you need Him, you can go to Him. The Bible says that you can run boldly to the throne of grace in time of need that He is a refuge in times of trouble. He is your Father. And when you need Him, He is there for you, always there for you. Fathers, we're called to be refuges to our children. He's our strength. Hmm, the quality of being strong. I love this. I love looking up definitions of words that are obvious words, like we strength. I think everyone here knows what strength means, but it's so interesting when you you just, Throw up the old dictionary and you have a look, and you just get this just this beauty of the word that you it's like, wow, adds some color and dimension. Listen to this: the power to resist or f- resist force or attack. Strength is the power, the power to resist forces that come against you, to resist the attack that comes against you. That's strength, or one of the definitions. It's the capacity for exertion or endurance, to not quit, to keep going. Strength. One regarded as embodying of force or fairness, that you have this ability to understand what this fairness is. And, And man, I just love this word strength. God is a God of strength. He is a father that wants to teach his children that you can find strength in him. This is why the dad will swing the seat a little bit further and and, and wrestle with his kids. And and he wants them to understand that you were born not to just, you don't need to lean on me, but you can stand on your own two feet. God wants you to know there's a strength in you, a capacity in you. And we as kids, we get this from, from our dads and our mums. But it's a dad's responsibility to understand, to say to you, you have strength in you, son. You have strength in you, daughter. You can do it, I believe in you. Sometimes Bex will not want our kids to do something because she's fearful of the outcome, but I'm like, go on, give it a go. What's the worst that can happen, a broken bone? So what, you learn something. I learned I the saying from Pastor Phil Pringle over the Sunday. You can walk a hundred miles with happiness and learn nothing, but a mile with pain will teach you a whole lot of stuff. There's strength that God wants to teach you in those moments. And so God put it in fathers to let the kids out a bit, loosen the rope a bit and let them go to know that when it goes, go, oh, come back, all right, there's a refuge. Come on, it's okay. But there's, a, there's an ability to, and that raises up a strength in you and a confidence in you that you don't have to face this world feeling unconfident. But There's a confidence. Now your natural father might not have given that to you. But let me tell you, there's a the heavenly father that wants to put a strength and a confidence to you that He's called you and equipped you and purposed you for a purpose that is awesome. And He doesn't want you to live in fear, but He wants you to have confidence and assurance in His ability to be a great dad. And when you need it, you can come back. He will he'll, he'll have that shelter and that protection for you. But He wants you to walk in His strength. And I want to really camp out a little bit here because this is such a powerful thing for our generation right now. He's very present. We have a father that's very present. The NIV says ever present. The Passion says always available when I need you. There's a Venus in the fatherhood of God. He's there. Condition of just being there in position, the real existence, the closeness. Come on, too many fathers have abdicated or abandoned or checked out. And I'm here to encourage you, dads, that the most important thing you can be for your children is to be there, just to be there. You you might think that your kids don't want you to be there and there'll be seasons where it feels like they want everything else but you to be there just be there. Venus is such a powerful thing, Venus to help. I'm so thankful for my mum my and my dad. But when we've walked through, see my, my, my dad, I grew up as a pastor's kid. Well, in my teenage years, I was a pastor's kid, a pastor's teenager. <laughs> and it wasn't easy, but the thing is, is my dad has got some experience un, under his belt when it comes to pastoring and shepherding. And let me tell you, I don't ring Dad often, but when things have got hard in this journey over the last 18 months, guess who I've reached out to? My dad is an ever-present help to me and I've reached out to him and he's given me some incredible advice. Uh, man, there's so much wisdom in that generation. Let me just speak to, if you're over the age of 50 here today, listen, and your wisdom and your experience is necessary. So much of church seems to be aimed at young adults and we get it because we've got to reach that. The, that's the, 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 half the population is under the age of 25 in the world. Yeah, so we've got to reach this generation. Otherwise, the gospel's not going to continue moving forward. And so we've got to continually reach the next generation. But that doesn't mean that we don't have a role. We have an absolute responsibility to be fathers to the fatherless, mentors to, children, to kids and help them understand that we can teach you a thing or two. And we need mentors and fathers and mothers in the house. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. But yeah, to give advice and help and support, this is the role of the father. To nurture and to comfort and to love and to, is, is, is the role of the mum. And I just want to pause here because I know that there's a lot like, again, I get it. I have a 17 year old son that lives in Auckland and I'm not in his world as much as I'd like to be. And he has a mum that's doing a fantastic job doing her best, raising her son, my son. So I get it. So if you're here today and you're a, you're a mum raising your boys, I commend you and I thank you that you're doing a phenomenal job trying to do your very best. Yeah. And God is faithful and He will be there beside you raising those boys and those girls. Yeah. Um, and on that note, I just <laughs> while we're in service, I just got a Facebook message i got my first Father's Day message from Tyler. Ever. He's 17 now and he just messaged me. Happy Father's Day. Love you. Love you too, buddy. Come on, I get that. But if you are in your kids' lives or if you've got kids and you're a dad, guess what? Today's a new day. Today's a new day and what has gone before doesn't have to set the tempo for what's coming. We can make a stand today to say, you know what? I'm gonna be present. You know what? I'm gonna start to build that strength, that place of refuge for my kids. You know what, I'm gonna make a difference today. I also understand that there are people that don't have mums and dads in the world anymore. Come on, that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to make sure that in the church family, there is mums and dads. This is what I love about church. Yeah. You can come into this place and whatever is lacking and whatever, whatever relationship, come on, there is that in this house of God, there in the family of Jesus, you'll find mums and dads. And I just think that is so awesome, spiritual mums and spiritual dads. I started off saying that Romans 8 talked about that He's given us a spirit of adoption to cry out sons and daughters and He juxtaposed us to the spirit of fear. The reason I like this verse in Psalms is because there's a second of the next two verses that that follow it, it says this, verses two and three. Therefore, I love that. So God our Father is our refuge and our strength and our ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its water roars and foam, though the mountains tremble, at its swelling, though things happen in life, though relationships break down, though that person, I lose my job, though that happens to me, this happens to me, I will not fear because I had a Father who put in me strength and He was a refuge and, he's, and He was always present and therefore I can, I have a confidence and an assurance in my life that when the earthquake moments come in my life, I am not gonna, I'm gonna stand. Come on, fathers, we're called to put something into our kids to give them this place of confidence and assurance that they can stand. And they will make it. It's the heart of a father. It's what God is to us, but it's what He's calling every one of us fathers to be. We can be an anchor for our children that they won't have a spirit of fear. Look, I'm telling you, the correlation between absent and abdicating fathers and the rise of fear, anxiety and depression in our world is co- that correlates. A fatherless generation has become a fearful generation. The heart of a father pushes back on fear. The heart of sonship or daughtership or adoption pushes back on fear when you know whose you are. We've just come back from Summit, C3 Leadership Summit, and we received just a wealth of amazing teaching. And uh, on the second day, we had Pastor Joel Milgate from Curate Church in Mount Maunganui. And he preached a very heartfelt message, or two very heartfelt messages, which I'm still processing. His second message was that the church doesn't need leaders necessarily, needs fathers, needs parents, needs leaders that will be parents that would invest into the vision of the people rather than push the vision of the. You know, that would actually see and look and say, you know what, you value and you're worth, and I want to see you succeed. I want to see you thrive. I want to, you know. And I sat there and I just was processing. I just needed some space to process because it was such a. I felt like I was broken open. And I couldn't quite put my finger on exactly what God was doing, but I just knew that I was, something deep was going on in that moment. And as I was just in prayer, God just downloaded what I thought was going to be the message I was going to preach today. I said, man, I've got a message for Sunday. And then I thought, no, it's Father's Day. It's probably not appropriate. <laughs> so. But I saw this, I saw the, I saw a slip um, in the mountains. I don't know if any of you get out in the bush and and you and you know what a slip is. It's an area of ground that's just moved, slipped away and all the, what was, you know, the hills so that were trees and that's all, that's all gone now. And you just see this open, like this open gash in the side of a hill where the, where the land didn't have the strength or didn't have the capacity to hold it. And at some point in time, it just whoosh, slipped away. Now, as a hunter, I like slips because dare come out onto slips because all of a sudden now the sun can break through and the light can come out and and whatnot but come on, there are earthquake moments in our lives. It says there that therefore you will not fear even though the earth gives way. And I believe there are earthquake moments and Troy you can come and join me. I believe there are earthquake moments that happen in our lives where it feels like that. It feels like the earth is just like whoo, out from underneath us. And and, and we've gone from being here and all of a sudden, whoosh, we're down in the valley. You know, and it's things that we just never anticipated. You couldn't anticipate. You couldn't see it coming. It's a good buzz. And I, and I feel like those earthquake moments have, in some ways, kind of affected our ability to see God as a good father. I was thinking about my own earthquake moments, in my life, and the damage it does. I was thinking about when I was 15 and we were living in America and my life was, at that time, pretty well set up. <laughs> it's part of a great youth group and great friends and one day I just came home, Dad said, we're moving back to New Zealand. I've been in America for five years, from the age of 10 to 15. I had an American accent, a Southern drawl. Y'all, y'all come back now, you hear? Uh, we moved back to South Auckland, to Pukekohe. Six months, stay with my grandparent, with my Nana. My Nana's very precious about her stuff, so I wasn't able to have anyone over you thought all those kids would steal her crystal. Kids at school mocking me for my American accent. Kids can be mean, can't they? It felt like the, the, the ground had just come out from underneath me. And it doesn't matter what tragedy and pain is for you, it's real for you. It's not a comparison game. But I made an agreement in my heart that day that I wouldn't trust God again. I don't know if I could have said that, but that's what I did. Because if you are a good father, then why did this? And when you lose that father relationship, it gives avenue and it gives a doorway to fear. Yeah. See, the thing about a slip is that, It looks like it's a tragedy, but just sometimes God's moving us. Maybe He's moving us from a high and a dry place down to a place where there's a river and a stream. But I know this, Romans 8 says that for those who are in Christ Jesus, all things will work together for good. All things will work together for good that slip moment in your life, God is gonna use it for good. And it might not feel like it in the moment, but I can look back now and say, I'm so grateful that we moved back when I was 15 to New Zealand. (laughs) I'm so grateful for the journey that led me to here. Maybe you've got earthquake moments in your life and you can't reconcile them right now. The question is, what is it doing to our hearts? Can we still run to God as our refuge and our strength and our ever present help? Or is it damaging our relationship with God the Father, causing us to run elsewhere? God wants to heal those moments in our lives. He wants to speak some truth around it. We've got friends right now battling cancer. Healthy people, pastoring churches, doing what they can in all obedience before God and cancer. And the ground goes out beneath them. Got to pray for our friend and just felt God steering me saying, He's, 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 he's a, see this is, can I just say that the devil thought he'd won when his plan to pin Jesus to the cross took its course. The devil's plan to pin Jesus to the cross was God's plan for you and my redemption. So what's God doing in the earthquake moments of our lives, in the slip moments of our lives, and what does He wanna do through them? I know. I felt. I just felt as I was praying for my friend. God's going to heal you, and He's going to bring you close to Him in the process. He's going to restore a deeper relationship with you as you lean and trust in Him through the season, and then He's going to give you a voice to people that are walking through the same earthquake moments in your life. This this friend of ours, as a, a nutritionist, knows health and well-being and eating better than I, anyone else I know. But you couple that with a journey of faith through something like this, and what a testimony it's gonna be, and how many people are gonna be touched. And although it looks like a slip, come on, things are gonna grow on that slip. Things are gonna start to happen. There are gonna be animals coming out to feed. Things are gonna happen. New life is gonna take place because of that moment. And God just wants to say the same for you. And I I know we've moved a little away away from from the point of the Father's Day, but... I just want to. Can we all just stand in this place? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look, I just really wanted to create an opportunity now for just some healing. Just some healing. Firstly, dads, if you feel like you've maybe abdicated some of that responsibility. Maybe, maybe you feel there's been a sense of man of, 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 there's been seasons where I've abandoned that role in my kid's life. And the enemy, the devil wants to heap condemnation upon you to say that you've failed. But I'm here to tell you today that God is a redeemer and a restorer and he is pleased with you he's not disappointed in you and he can add back all of the days that have been
1: lost